Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. It's Saturday morning, 9.30. Thanks so much once again for buying our year-round carnival preview podcast. Vince Accardi from Daily Sectionals. You've had another 24 hours to look at this Randwick meeting as well as a bit more clarity that it looks like we're going to have an improving track finally to uh, play on in Sydney. Well, this is this is what they're saying. Some people are saying it's going to improve. Others aren't sure. But either way, I'm pretty confident we're not going to be seeing anything like a heavy 12 or we're going to be what's considered Real heavy, maybe eight, nine, and that, like you said, the possibility we could start to see something in the S. I'm confident of that in the home straight, Ralph, that it'll be the far superior ground. And if they get out to the outside fence, I'm not saying people riders will do that, but if they do, there's no doubt they're going to have a big advantage. Right, so that's something to, uh, to look out for through the day. Uh, we're talking business here on Saturday morning, so it's it's nice and simple. Are we playing or not playing in the first race here? Sparring, I'm just opening up the race speed profiles as you've sent it to me. So the first race here, sparring is favourite. Knowing it's Melbourne form, I'm thinking, well, if it's favourite, it must be a pretty average sort of race. Uh, how, do you, how are you pulling this apart? Yeah, I, sparring was a horse that I had a lot of hope for, particularly when it Firstly, the way it trialled is when it came up on my radar, Ralph, it was like sensational. And then when it had its first race start and delivered, to my view, I was sort of giving the indication that here we are, we've got a horse potentially going to be above benchmark, and it was in that Aubrey Maiden, but hasn't been able to go on. And I actually thought that very last run, to me, was disappointing. I'm not sure how it's going to run 1,200, so... I had to sort of stay away from it, and it's it's not an easy race. All right. Well, it's obviously a race that, and the, the point of this podcast is an accompaniment to your race speed profiles. Low confidence here. You're happy to pass, but for those wanting to have a play, I suppose you've got Maxwell Dreamer on top at $15 there if, uh, if you're looking for a bit of a recreational investment. Well, what you can be confident, the horse can handle the wet ground. Yep. And the profile is as good as any other horse in the race. And from a distance point of view, that performance last start at Randwick 1100 was solid. All right. The others there, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hustle and uh, also Delavan, who's at a big price there. Second race in the program, once again, a low confidence uh, set up here, mate. Yeah, unfortunately, low confidence is the theme here for this particular race as well. With my biggest challenge, mate, is we've got a couple of key runners that, Look to profile reasonably well, and that's Divine Breath and Savvy Legend. My issue with both those runners is they may get too far back, and what are the chances that any of the riders that are on these two horses are going to be looking to get scouted out really wide? They're going to be guided by others, and that makes their chances so much harder. Speed-wise, I still feel that they're going to run on the faster side or above-average side, I don't believe that's going to make it any easier for these horses either. And, and if you're close to the lead, you're probably going to be most advantage or stalking. 
All right, well, the two you mentioned there, Divine Breath and Savvy Legend, are both big odds, so in a low-confidence race, uh, there's there's a couple you can consider. The next four races, though, this is where it gets really interesting, Vince, because um, there's four odds on rate, odds on chances, and uh, I dare say there'll be a lot of uh, lot of all-ups and multis and early quaddies going on here, so we just need to be get you to give us this real insight to pull apart about the type of race. If, if you would be interested in playing, particularly at the short price here, it starts with Straight Aaron, who looked fantastic in winning the Carbine Club, stepping in the 2000 here yeah i couldn't fault this horse at all going to 2000 meters that's the first thing and last start even though it was only a 3.8 lengths below benchmark a long way off that maiden de- debut when it was best of the day at Sandown, returning 0.2 below you have to just look at the speed ralph like last start it was another 20 lengths slower than the, the run before at warwick farm like 33.6 lengths below benchmark now i know the track's heavy but this is like unbelievable it's like let's just go out and have a crawl for half the race and then we'll, we'll have just a good strong sprint home and the horse delivered in a in a really positive manner it can handle the wet track it is very very short it's not the sort of type of profile that i bet into these races with this type of setup ralphie but for those that are there's no way you can consider taking anything else on for those uh, considering multis, I suppose War Eternal Blinkers first time. The, the Bakers, including uh, Bjorn's father, Murray's got a good record in this race. We know this horse handles wet track. Yeah, it does handle the wet track. Maybe not as good as Straight Aaron, but it's got a rock-solid 4.1 WTI, which is good enough. It's going to have an advantage in the sense that being on pace, if they stick closer to the fence and no one wants to fan out really wide... It's going to help the horse. And there's a little bit of a trap that happens at Randwick as well, Ralphie. If you sort of go five to sort of seven or eight off the fence, you're actually not advantaged. You're actually disadvantaged unless you get extremely wide. So, so, so these it's, horses, there's, there's a, the middle ground's the bit worst ground is what you're saying. Yes, that's correct. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, and the other one that you've said, well, you've got, you got three. There's another one coming back from the distance from the Derby Raging Bull that will be nice and fit that you're suggesting is something to play, but you you can't, uh, you got nothing against straight Aaron whatsoever. No, absolutely not. Ditto for Fireburn, the uh, the two-year-old, uh, taking on just, uh, just five rivals here in the Champagne. Oh. <laughs> is it a gift or what? Oh, they are race-to-race propositions. Yeah. It's just smashing the competition. Loves wet ground. Couldn't get a slower race shape. How on earth is a 1600 going to be a disadvantage? And compared to the rest of the runners, how will it be an advantage for them? Yes. So I just sort of sit back and say, Brenton, it's your race to lose. Okay. Espion is the head scratcher. What you were really clear about in the uh, year-round carnival Monday edition after its last run is bog heavy does not suit this horse. So uh, this will be a case where whatever the track condition, it won't be as heavy as what it faced at Rose Hill. Well, this is the big strategy here. It's going to get right back down to this ground condition. If we if we can be racing on a H8 and improving and race five, we're going to know earlier than that how well yep. this track's really going to play, Ralphie. If it stays in the heavy range, I'd say be cautious because yep. it's extremely short. But the reality is, again, without being rude, there's no competition. They couldn't have found an easier race. So this horse can afford to give away two, three lengths of heavy ground condition and still be too good. And and only confidence increases if it gets to like a seven or eight. 
well, that's when you, you, you start looking very closely at the price saying, is there any chance you can get set? Right. Okay. Well, that's that's a nice bit of clarity. Any uh, Anything uh, uh, for multi-options here? Those From a multi's point of view, Ralphie, yeah. Now, I, I would definitely, outside of the top four, I would definitely put in for at least third place, number seven and number one. They Delchini. are... Delchini Festival, Festival Dancer. Dancer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Good odds. Okay, um, race six in the program here. The uh, the fourth of the of the uh, real shorties. Big parade here. Uh, how are you assessing its chances here? Looking at your at your race speed profiles here. Uh, of course, you've got it clearly on top and a high confidence. <sighs> um, I just can't believe how skinny the prices are. Haven't they made enough money yet? The bookies <laughs> going to give anybody a chance to make any money. It just looks too good, Ralphie. Big parade. Yes. Like, gets every possible favour on pace, dictate the race, controls the race, very solid on wet ground. And that first up run from 28 days ago of 2.1 above, this is as good as this horse has ever gone. In fact, I sort of said to myself, you might go to a brand new PB this campaign. So the t- And I didn't even change the line figure of the QR and left it at 2.1 knowing that there was probably more I could work with. I mean, last campaign, when it won at Randwick, comfortably, over 1,200 metres, it produced a 2.8. So just on that number alone, only a repeat, it wins. But it's a tight price. <laughs> Let's go to the next one, which, uh, well, this one's tight, but it's not odds on. So there you go. There's a bit of a celebration here. Ice bath, you made nice and clear yesterday that uh, that with no pace in the race, this is not a 2000 test. She's a great miler. She's a fantastic miler. And lack of pace, small field, should suit her. What's your thought, further thoughts a day later? Well, if it can't run big today, over 2,000 metres, they might as well scrap any possibilities of ever having another go. Right. <laughs> It'll never get a better chance. No, I never get a better chance. And the chances of, you know, getting traffic and that is going to be almost zero unless Karen's looking for traffic jams. <laughs> right. <laughs> the one uh, the one worth factoring in here, uh, Vince, relative to the market. So Maroney's nice and tight that you got a big question mark on, but Purple Sector's $26 in this field of eight. Has to stay in the hunt, Ralphie. I know it needs better ground. And, of course, it's important to be observing to see if we are going to have the better ground. And I, and I am confident we're going to know definitely before the first half of the, the card's over whether this is going to be ground that's going to improve or not. And if it is, this has to come into serious consideration. It gets the golden run, Ralphie. Absolutely golden run. And I don't believe this horse will have to use any energy through the first half of the race. And if they can scout, well, I don't think they're going to get to the outside, but if he can be good enough to, this is Regan Bayless, get one of those three or four lanes closest to the fence, then this horse will get its chance to make it very interesting. All right, at a huge at a price, price. Uh, Race eight, since we spoke yesterday, the obviously final fields, Nimalee comes out, which you did give a chance to. Uh, overpass comes in, and I mentioned that because he at least has some early speed, so I assume will add to the pressure in the race. You couldn't fight Moanga yesterday. What's your further thoughts? Yeah, I've got no change. My own group continues to be the main runner of focus for me. Of course, there's always this little caveat. It's an ex- I've got an expectation that no horse is really going to sort of test that two-and-a-half sort of ceiling, Ralphie, and we're going to run somewhere between two and two-and-a-half to win the race. 
if for some reason this track's really drying and we find ourselves where they can run three and a half, then Mahunga, Mahunga could be a big problem, right? Because I'm not yep. sure the horse is good enough to hold out a couple of others. It's the ground condition that keeps it firmly on top for me. So you've said Moanga, forbidden love, Tofane in the Congo, and what you've made a point of saying is if the ground is drawing considerably more than we've say, than we, we expect, both in the Congo and Sierra Sioux come into it. Yeah, I, Sierra Sioux, I was really tossing up between Sierra Sioux and in the Congo. I'm fairly confident that in the Congo has got its challenges on the wet ground and is inferior. If we've got drying ground, it's going to definitely help it, and it was really just... I only went on class of in the Congo over Sierra Sioux, but I couldn't split them. I just said either one of them are going to run big. And, of course, if we've got drying ground, in the, in the Congo is going to go to the front, and good luck if they can run it down then. Yeah, when we spoke yesterday, Taxu was a possibility of getting run. It hasn't got a run. But not only that, uh, Ashman's been scratched from race nine. So there's two real speed influences have come out. How are you assessing this race? I still feel the... From a speed point of view, we're going to be above average. There's going to be decent speed. Don't believe it's going to be anything ridiculous, but a plus two to four range wouldn't be unrealistic. And therefore, this is going to be one race where the midfielders are definitely going to get their chance. And the back markers get a chance only if they can fluke the lanes or they get really wide. And this sort of, for me, kept our playboy and Kerwin's lane right in the mix for me. Right, so our Playboy's favourite round about the $4 range. Kerwin's laying at low teens, so that's that's one there at a bit of value. I should ask for further clarity here. The big market move probably since yesterday has been word or it gets into the field. Yeah, well, the challenge with that horse is what are they praying for? Do they know something that others don't know about how well it can handle the ground? Or are they just right. going on some – they're just hoping – you know, for something, some miracle to happen because realistically it's a below benchmark profile and, again, unless they have some real confidence that this horse can handle the ground, that's got to be a risk. Creed Eris and Exaboom are the other two that you've mentioned there in your, in your race speed profiles. Creed Eris at double-figure odds. And we, we uh, finish off with the last uh, race. Now we've got real clarity about final field sizes. Mautai gets its chance. Moderate uh, confidence level from uh, April Rain, Lancaster Botter, Bomber and much, much better. Well, if I can be confident that that barrier trial, when it pulled, smashed them apart and was really trying to run a race on its own, that was the only insight I can have that this horse can have handle the heavy ground. And if it stays something like that, then this horse is going to win, Ralph. It's going to lead all the way and they're not going to run it down. Would you prefer seven or eight or are you happy with, a, with that? Or you just haven't got the insight of being very heavy? No, I just don't have the insight. And yep. the reality is it's one of these things. It's a, it's a speculation. Yep. It all comes down to price. This horse may drift and it may not. It just depends on, how I guess, how the races are run during the day. If it's dominant leader bias, then this horse isn't going to tighten, uh, isn't going to lengthen, sorry, in price. Yep. But if horses are coming from various parts of the track and they can come off speed, then this I believe this runner will drift. I'm not saying it's a super fashionable uh, set up for the, from a trainer perspective and probably only the rider keeps it in the market. I, I, this is my view and therefore yep. I'd wait until late to get the best price. But this is the sort of runner that can be speculated and the gamble is, okay, if you can handle the heavy track, you're going to get the money. <laughs> 
Lovely confidence. All right, we're going to break it all apart, whatever happens on Tuesday, just a day later. But thank once again, we can only underline, thanks so much for being a customer of Year Round Carnival, and best of luck today.